The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. David, you're having some difficulty getting over some past issues? Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah, what's going on? Well, uh, let's see. I went, I went through a period of time where, uh, it sounds terrible, my wife had a, an affair with my best friend. And uh, ever since that happened to me, it's been about seven years ago, I pretty much, it's come to my attention that I don't trust anyone at all, and I've been very weary of becoming involved in any kind of uh, intimate relationships whatsoever. Are you so still I married? That's something I have to be able to let go of. Okay, you need to let go of the pain, you mean, that you went through, or the premise, the idea that you can't trust people, because here you have... Yeah, I would say that's it, second part B there. Yeah, that is one of the most damaging things that can happen. I mean, there are, there are other things that can happen to you, obviously, the death of a loved one, but to be betrayed by people who you've chosen, you have chosen your best friend... You weren't stuck with a best friend, and you've chosen your soulmate, your wife. And to to feel betrayed by both of them is exquisitely painful. So um, are you still married to her, or did you move on? No. Yeah, we've divorced. And it, did she marry the friend, the best friend? No, not at all. Oh, no. It didn't. It pretty much ended when our relationship ended, pretty much. She just, I guess it just kind of came to her. You know what I mean? What she had done, and then it's like she wanted to try and fix it, but there was no way that we could fix it. Okay, so she it was a one-time affair, or was it going on for quite... How how long was the betrayal going uh, on it was, for? It was going on for just a couple of months, actually. Okay, but a couple of months seems like an eternity. It was, yeah, it was very short-lived, but it lived with me forever so far. Okay, so the, one of the things I need to tell you is that you can't completely erase that. I mean, that's an experience in your life that is encoded very deeply in your brain. Why? Because it was so painful, so shocking. It had all the elements that make us retain those moments, uh, hopefully to guide us to prevent such a thing from happening again. And that's where, you, that's where you're stuck, right? You want to be able to move on. Well, yeah, that plus, I mean, as far as prevention goes, I mean, I see it happening to so many people just over and over again. I realize fully that it's not just me that it's happened to. I mean, maybe not necessarily with their best friend or whatever, but infidelity and trust issues with uh, friendships and relationships. It just happens so often, so many times over and over again. I guess it's just gotten to the point where I pretty much just lost faith in any kind of a, a relationship with anybody, whether it be... Uh, a relationship with a woman or a friendship with people or business relationships, even any kind of relationship. I just don't... It's like somewhere in the back of my mind, I know that at some point that person is going to betray my trust. Okay. And, and I've just come to, to realize that. So that is the premise that's eating at you. You just named it. When I say premise, I mean a strong idea that at some point, even your best friend will, will sting you, will hurt you, will bite you. Yeah. And... So how does anyone counter that? If you were a young child who, were abu- who was abused, you're in the same type of situation. I was a, th- a therapist for many, many, for several years for many, many abused children. I used to go to court and speak for the children. And they would come into the office and meet me for the first time. And man, I'll tell you, they looked at me as if I was the evil enemy. And I look very friendly. I'm, you know, I'm youthful looking. I'm playful. My office is filled with, with uh, inviting toys and um, 
it's not overwhelming, but you know, it's just so lovely for them. And yet I was in the category of tall, meaning adult. And what do adults do to kids, abuse kids? Mm-hmm. They hurt them, right? Right. So how do you change a life, a very strong idea, what I'm calling a premise? There is work in cognitive therapy called changing your core premises, core ideas, C-O-R-E, ideas. Okay. And you you need to name it first, man. You named it right away. You had no problem with that, David, saying that I'm a, it's a trust issue. It's a relationship issue. I'm afraid I won't be able to trust people. You need to first, number. there are several things you can do. One of them is to search for examples in your own databanks, in your own history of friends that didn't betray you. Even if you find one, and I don't mean just a small betrayal. They said they'd go to the movie and then they backed out at the last minute. Right, sure. But the the type of betrayal we're talking about, think of friends that didn't do that to you. You need, your, your subconscious needs data fleshed out, thought about in the relationship area of people who never hurt you. And then you need example of people who have never been betrayed. And I'll give you one example. I have been married for how many years? I have to ask my husband. Isn't that embarrassing? Happily married. And we have never betrayed each other. So here's one example for that file folder of that romance is possible, lasting romance. And then you need to you you need to be able to put it into perspective to understand what actually happened with your friend and your um, wife. What what went on in the relationship, and what how did you contribute to it? Now you may not have contributed to it at all. People also have a premise about themselves, and sometimes they feel like I'm unlovable or I'm unworthy or there's something wrong with me that I don't get and people will see it in me. I don't know if you had any of those thoughts. Uh, I have, yeah. I mean, you know, as far as, I mean, I guess I've wondered about it. At some point, you eventually have to once it, right. you know what I mean? Like I say, it's not... It was probably, that was the worst betrayal that's ever happened to me, but it's not the only betrayal that's ever happened to me. Okay. You know I, what I mean, I've, obviously I've had yeah. friends that I know. hurt me in the past as well. Okay. So you need to collect examples, counterexamples of friends that didn't betray you. You need to know that it's normal that anyone who's been betrayed has been hurt like that. There's a fabulous book, After the Affair by Janice Abrams Spring on my website. And okay. it's not that you're looking to rebuild the trust because she's already out of your life, but it will help you see the type of damage that's done. And you want to be able to repair, number one, yourself. You are lovable, but you need to show yourself that you're lo- lovable. And number two, that trust can be built between two people. So you want to work on those two premises. So, And you can also get the book Mind Over Mood that has premise work at the end of that book, core premise work, and that's also at my website, drkenner.com. So thank you very much for your call, David. Great. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. I suppose we could share a table. There's a couple of seats available there. Oh, good Lord. You can't sit with strange women. Why not? I'm really, I'm not in the mood. You know, just try to relax. I wouldn't know what to say. Niles, please. Hello, ladies. Uh, excuse me. Um, would you mind terribly if, if we joined you until another table opens up? Oh, please. 
please do. Oh, thank you. Oh, look, no, the table's opened up. Oh, no, 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 don't stay. Well, yes. Well, I go get us some coffees. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I'll help. <laughs> I knew you'd panic. Um, well, I'm sorry, this is still a little new for me, and besides, those two are coming on to us. You know, they are very attractive, Niles. Maybe we should ask them out on a date? We just met. Good point, Niles. Perhaps we should go out with them a few more times before we ask them on a date. <laughs> and that's from Fraser. And we've all been in situations where we just get tongue-tied. We feel shy. And that confidence that we've had in many other situations just seems to evaporate. And, of course, dating is ripe with those type of situations. So if you're in a dating situation and you are trying to figure out how to meet a woman or meet a man and you're feeling anxious or if you just tend to be on the shy side, how do you get over that? Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner. Your potential partner's sense of life reflects his or her deepest values, and it is important that you try to identify those values consciously. Some view life as an exciting adventure, and using their best judgment, look for values to pursue that give their lives meaning. Others view life as a frightening burden and fear that achieving great values is hopeless. Some have no personal values and live only for others. You will want to know if your partner philosophy matches your own and whether that philosophy is a healthy one pro-happiness pro-long-range achievement in the real world people's professed philosophy and values may not be their real ones and may even be in conflict with the values that govern their daily choices and actions you can download chapter one for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com